Hey, Explorers, I'm Justine. And I'm Estrella, your social agent navigators, here to guide you through the crazy world of social media and real estate. In a Harvard Business School report, a team of researchers from Harvard, Northwestern, and the University of Pennsylvania set out to explore the potential downfalls of goal setting. They found that an overemphasis on goals, and especially those that are measurable outcomes, often leads to reduced intrinsic motivation, irrational risk-taking, and unethical behavior. If this is like as fascinating to you as it is to me to hear about like why goal setting isn't that great, why it can like lead to unethical behavior as realtors, we don't want to do that. You're going to want to keep listening because there are some really good nuggets in here. In today's episode, we are going to talk about the three main reasons you need to stop making real estate goals too big. Then we're going to share the three things that you should be doing instead. This is so exciting. This is, I'm super jazzed about this week's episode. Yeah, I'm super jazzed too, because this is like the feeling I have inside. And so I, mm-hmm. the funny thing about this is I, we had this idea. And then as I was like researching and stuff, I found this article and was like, oh, okay, this is why I'm feeling this way. So are we really supposed to stop making big goals. This is literally against like everything that you've been taught in real estate and in life and in sales, especially. So let's talk about some of the pitfalls of goals, goal setting and goals that are too big. So when you set goals that are based on those numbers that we talked about, or when you just set goals that are too big, you get super, super fixated on achieving a goal, and I'm sure we've all noticed that noticed this, we lose sight of like our inner reasons. Mm-hmm. So if anybody's ever done coaching, literally, I'm going back to that same book that I talked about last episode, uh, the 12 week year. <laughs> this is what they talk about. Like you really need to hyper focus on those inner reasons because if you forget about them, you're not going to want to keep on doing those goals. So that's one of the biggest pitfalls, and. When you're focused on achieving those big goals, you become driven by external rewards, not those intrinsic rewards, right? Not those like feel good rewards. You're you're leaving it up to outside things and leaving your goals up to external circumstances or like, you know, those external counting or external things. When <laughs> when we are fixated on those big goals, it can cause us to go to extremes. When we first hear this, I feel like you're like, no, what kind of extremes does it cause you to go to? But let's actually reflect and think about this for a second. When you're focused on big goals, it might make you work like super long hours, maybe not spend any time with your family, maybe not get off of your phone. It may get you to totally stop doing self-care for yourself. Some examples outside of real estate are those extreme diets, yo-yo diets, unhealthy diet pills. Like I really feel like we have probably all dabbled in some type of unhealthy goal achieving activities where we're really not focusing on the here and now and we stop caring about those intrinsic factors. 
when I'm thinking about my goals, it's always like, I want to build a better life for my family. I want to buy my mom a house. I want to have time freedom. I want, it always has to do with these intrinsic things, like things that I love. And I think most of us are Mm -hmm. the same. I know that we like recognition. We're all salespeople. So let's be honest, we do like recognition. (laughs) But I think for the most part, we want to do it for our family and for ourselves. And because we have this dream of like a better life, an easier life, a life where we could do all the things that we dreamed of. And one of the pitfalls, and this is researched, is not doing any of those things. Like literally going against all the things that you want and kind of sacrificing all of the things that you love now to get to that, Mm -hmm. that big goal. That's deep. Yeah. And another problem with like the goals in itself is like, especially when they're super huge, they can be very overwhelming and unattainable. Like it it just creates a lot of anxiety and just stress that you don't need um, when you're trying to use these like big goals. So, you know, it's confusing having this like big goal and it's so out of reach and even if like, like, for example, like, let's just say, like, I want to run a 5K, you're constantly thinking about like, oh, I can't run a full 5K instead of let me run for a block and like just breaking it. Like when it's so big, it gets so overwhelming. And I think a lot of people, they get really down on themselves and they feel like they're never actually going to succeed. So then they just quit. They completely detach themselves from the goal. Yeah, this is a huge thing that I've actually been learning about recently in just different types of manifestation, YouTube videos that I've been watching and books that I've been reading where it's actually Mm -hmm. talking about, you know, in a lot of prior manifestation training, you're taught to like dream big, dream big, dream those huge things. Just keep repeating it to yourself. Well, now there's people coming out and saying, dream something that seems attainable and focus on that and Mm -hmm. then go to the next attainable thing. Because I don't know if any of you have ever done this, but there's times where I'm thinking of my five-year goal. And yes, it seems attainable, but not always to me. Sometimes it seems so foreign. Like I have no idea how I'm going to become this thing that I want. And I just can't picture all the in-between that like, I really never really like truly believe it inside. Mm Mm-hmm. And for a long yeah. time, I just thought, gosh, like that's me. It's just me not believing it. But now they are saying with manifestation and those types of things, if you're into that, that they are saying, you know, you need to figure out a way to do it that seems doable to you. Yeah, it's a big mindset shift for sure. I I have been, you know, working a lot on like myself and my health and started working out. And for me, it's really hard to lose weight. And so... It, that in itself is like a super unattainable goal for me because I have a lot of health factors that make it harder. And so I had so many start stops in my journey of just like being healthier because I was focused on a scale number that was so out of reach, right? Because the doctor or whatever said I needed to be whatever number. In the past, I would say like two, three months, I have been more focused on other things. So for example, today, like I, so I have knee issues. I have a lot of like physical health things that 
limit my ability to do stuff. And part of that is, you know, the weight and strength. My goal was to be able to do a jumping jack, like an actual jump. And so today in the workout, I was like, okay, I'm going to try. And I was so scared, but I did that and it felt so good, so much better, honestly, than if I were to lose like 15 pounds because I, it was like, I knew I could get there eventually. And I wasn't doing like the power jacks like everybody else, but I was my feet up off the ground. There was space between the ground and my foot. (laughs) So like that just felt really good because it's just shifting. And me as a whatever personality traits, whatever, I'm a high D red energy, like I'm off the charts on like achiever stuff. Like I'm like, like a, I'm always trying to be the best at stuff, which is not necessarily a healthy trait. Obviously, that's why this topic is so exciting for me. And man, it's just that little shift of changing the goals, not to the actual goal, but my goals change to the actions that'll get there. Because oh, it's it's made me a happier person overall. Let's say you do accomplish your big hairy goal. What's next? So sometimes when we focus on just the goal, once we are done, you don't know where to go next. This was one of the most interesting things that I read about in this article, in this Harvard research, was that this is well known in psychology, in sports, with Olympians, is that there's this huge void. Hmm. You're working towards this big, big thing, this big, big thing. You're you're focusing on this one thing, this one thing. And then once it's done, it's like a void, emptiness. It's like your whole life, your whole work career or your whole sport career was focusing on this accomplishment. And then there's a void. Not to say that you can't make big goals, but it's a process, right? It's putting you through this process of I'm only focusing on 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 this goal. And so then you it's like a need. Mm-hmm. Like I need to find another goal. I need to do something else. So it, it might leave you in a place where you're always going to have to be making these giant goals. You're, you know, maybe feeling like you're never really accomplished. So feeling that void. Author Gretchen Rubin mm-hmm. calls this the danger of the finish line. She says, Ooh. once you accomplish your goal, you drop the good habits that you got from your goal and then you're just that, feeling awful. That is crazy. I just had like an aha light bulb moment. And when she talks about- That's crazy because that's my, my life. Uh, seriously, this is all of our lives because this is what we were taught to do. And it's I have this conversation with my husband all the time because he is a- oh God, I'm, I'm going to lose the words right now. He works out. So he gets to like these goal weights and these goal muscles or these, you know, lifting things. And he does these kind of, I don't want to say extreme diets, but it, her, Gretchen Rubin, her example was yo-yo diets. So you go on mm-hmm. this really extreme diet, you follow it to a T to get to this goal. You're focused on the goal, focused on the goal. You lose the 10 pounds by doing this extreme stuff. And then you're famished. Like you you're famished physically and you're famished mentally. You just did all of this stuff stuff that you can't keep up with. And so keeping those habits, those daily habits that really got you to the goal, they're, you can't keep them up. What is the word for that? They're un, not unattainable, but you can't keep them going. Sustainable. Yeah, they're not sustainable. Yeah. So 
I love that. Even if you're thinking of a sports person, you know, and they, you know, if their goal was to win this thing, well, that's not sustainable. You're not going to keep winning that thing, right? Like, especially your Olympians Mm -hmm. and your sports people, they usually have a few things that they, they win. So again, it's just really focusing on this external stuff, these external rewards, these, Mm -hmm. you know, I did this outside thing. So ultimately, this really takes a toll on our self-worth. Like if we are only as good as this one thing that we can accomplish or this three things a year that we can accomplish, what is that doing to our self-worth? If we don't get there Mm -hmm. or if we don't get close or even if we get close, some of us will just never feel good unless we get to that one thing. Yeah, this is, gosh, this is like therapy right now. Because <laughs> I'm thinking about this and I'm thinking about like previous careers or things that I've done. I get bored after I achieve the goal. And then I'm like, okay, so maybe that is the reason why like as a multi-passionate career or entrepreneur or whatever because like for I'll give a couple of examples like one of my goals when I was in the data governance space and data privacy space was to speak on an international stage and to be recognized as a leader in the space I accomplished both of those and then after that I got really bored like I was like oh this is just so easy I don't know whatever and then I had always had a goal to be successful with reselling. Once I, and I was like in Parade Magazine and I was like in a couple other publications, but then once I was published or I was a headline article in Business Insider, I wasn't fun to me anymore. Yeah. Like it's crazy because I did reselling. I mean, I really liked it. I still kind of like it going to the, like the Goodwills, but I did that for 15 years. And the minute I got to Business Insider, I was like, okay, yeah, no, I'm going to liquidate all of my inventory. I'm done. I'm going to focus on other things. I mean, there was some other stuff that kind of went into it. But it's interesting hearing this information because I accomplished these big, what I thought were like unattainable Mm -hmm. goals. Like whoever thinks they're going to be an article, a feature article in Business Insider, like nobody, right? Or I shouldn't say nobody, but like for me, that felt like it was just so like I made this big goal that I was just it was a stretch goal. And then when I got to it, I was like, OK, I'm done. Yeah, it's so crazy. It is because it's a total mind shift. And and it's honestly even like when we're sitting here talking about it, it, it does hurt, hurt my brain a little bit trying to think of like, well, how do I shift all my goals in this way? But I feel like mm-hmm. essentially what it's really saying is if you're not enjoying all the things that get you to that goal and all of the things that that goal gives back to your life, what is that goal for? Right. Like, what does this goal actually Ooh. mean? Or or am I just hearing, like, even in real estate, like you first get into real estate, everybody's like, I want my first $100,000 a year. I want my first $100,000 a year. One of the agents that I follow, she's from my local market. I'll give her a little uh, shout out, Kelly Davis. I love her so much because she's always talking about how her and her husband have their own real estate business. They both are real estate agents and then her husband's a lender as well. They work as a team and she talks about all the time how their goal is always 50 properties a year. She does not want to do more than that. She has her kids. Mm -hmm. She spends time with her kids. Part of her goal was where do I want to be so that I can spend time with my family 
still afford the things I want to do, still afford to retire how I want to retire. It wasn't like all these goals where I feel a lot of us do, like, I want my $100,000 year. Okay, next I'm going to do $150,000 year. Like, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It it is a total mind shift when you're looking Mm -hmm. at it as like a whole, not just this object of, you know, um, this object of admiration, I guess. What are the three main things that we should be doing instead? This isn't to say that you should completely disregard your goals because goals can be important and they help move you towards what your desired life should look like. But once you do set a goal, your mindset needs to completely shift to focus on the process. So the journey, like what Justine just said, if you're not enjoying that process, then what is it really for? So step one, first, you want to set the goal. Set goals for who you are today, not who you plan to be. That I'm, I'm going to say that again because that's really important. Set goals for who you are today, not who you plan to be. Yeah, I, I heard Ooh. that on an ADHD. I'll post this to the podcast as well. I'll have to find it. Um, I heard that from one of the ADHD YouTubers that I follow. And it was like, it blew mm-hmm. my mind when she said that. Because I was like, oh my God, I keep on setting goals for who I am not. And it totally mm-hmm. shifted my mind, like accept who you are and set goals that will work for you. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, preach. Okay. <laughs> this is important right. stuff. So you really want to reflect on where you are now and not where you truly think you can be. Um, because again, y- you don't know where you're going to be in the future, but you know what you're capable of right now. These can still be great big goals that lead you to a great big life. But just keep in mind who you are. Oh, it's so important because it's so easy to get caught up in what everybody else is doing, especially in the business that we're in. When you see people like closing properties every single week and they're at showings and closings and listing appointments, and that's their journey. That's not your journey. So your journey can be really big. But you just have to keep in mind that like who you are, where you're at, what market you're in, what stage in your business you're at, all of those things really make a big difference. Yes, I completely agree with that first step. So step number two Mm -hmm. is figure out the steps to achieving that goal. This one for me is where my brain just kind of is like, it's not honed in. I, I don't know I do have ADHD, so I don't know how much of my executive functioning issues have to do with not being able to break things down into steps when I do make a huge goal. But I would say I have all these great ideas, these big ideas, and then I I cannot break them down into quarterly steps or monthly steps or daily steps. I shouldn't say I cannot. I struggle with it immensely. If you have ADHD or if you know about ADHD, have a family member with ADHD, you know that planning things out is something that in an ADHD brain, I'm coming from a prior special education teacher, you don't have executive functioning. It is some. It is a skill that most people are born with and that it, uh, develops in their brain just from growing, you know, growing normally. But in people with ADHD, trauma, other types of things, this executive functioning is just really difficult. It's not there. So you have to teach yourself how to executive functioning, which 
executive function, which just seems impossible even when you say that. So anyway, this part, this breaking down into steps is really, really difficult. And I think this is where that mind shift where it's like, okay, you can't just pick three things and be like, that's where I'm going to be. You can't even pick three things and be like, okay, here's the five things I'm going to do to get there. You really need to look at your life. You need to compare Mm. what you did last year, how you felt last year, how it affected your family, how it affected your finances, you know, what habits you were able to attain, what ones you really struggled with, and then make those processes and those steps. So for me, that is the most difficult part. But if that is really difficult for you, there are things that can help. So if those things are super difficult for you, there are things that can help. And Esrae and I are going to talk about them here in a second. So step three is you want to forget about the goal. Crazy, right? But you want to shift to a process mindset. So create daily opportunities with little victories. So for me, that little victory today was the jumping jack. Like I was able to do a jumping jack. And you want to give those many little dopamine boosts to make you feel good about yourself and to the goal. I mean, most people would be like, okay, great, you could do a jumping jack. But like, that was a little thing on my bigger journey of being healthy. And that little thing, um, appreciating that little thing, you not doing that before, like you were talking about, that was just what was holding mm-hmm. you back from feeling good. You, mm-hmm. you ignoring that and just trying to get to this like distance spot was keeping you from not feeling good about yourself. It was. Yeah, because I just still felt like, like, gosh, I can't do what everybody else is doing in the class or I can't do what everybody, like, I'm not in my 60s. Y'all, I'm in my 40s. I should be able to do these little things. And so being able to, like, focus on those tiny little victories has been so big for not, I mean, for my mental health, really, honestly. Yeah, there's... Like, it's been amazing there is this anxiety technique where you you tell yourself, not now. Like you start worrying Mm -hmm. about something and you say, Justine, you got five minutes to worry about this, think about it and obsess about it. And then when you're done, it's not now. And so I use that Mm -hmm. technique pretty regularly when I start to overthink things and I say, okay, not now. I'll do it in my sleep. Sometimes I'll wake up thinking about stuff Mm -hmm. and just saying to myself, Justine, not now really helps Mm -hmm. me calm down. So I feel like it's very similar. When you start thinking about that big goal, like, am I here? Am I getting there? Mm -hmm. How close am I? It's your job in step number three to be like, not now. Yeah. What am I doing today? Am I hitting today's processes? Am I making these baby steps and focusing on that? Which is huge. And it's important to create habits instead of just the goal. So we become, you know, so ingrained with our daily habits that we become in harmony with our goal setting. So it it almost doesn't feel like this massive goal. It's like I'm just doing these little things every day and now my life looks and feels differently. There is a book, I think it's The Power of Habit. It's a neuroscience book and it talks about how doing those tiny little things every single day to get you to like an end goal you almost create this like muscle memory and it doesn't it doesn't feel so overwhelming and big because you're just it's just what you do it's just who you are and now instead of me being somebody who couldn't do a jumping jack i can do a jumping jack now that's just who i am because i created that 
small, tiny, daily little habit. I love that. I feel like you talking about that, it kind of makes it seem like if we really forget about the goal and we really just work on that process mindset, I feel like when we're done with the goal, then we're taking all of that with us, right? We're not letting it mm-hmm. go. We're focusing on that process mindset and we're taking all those little nuggets and those habits. We're not just like, oh, I'm done with my goal. I can I can leave those habits behind now. Mm-hmm. So we're, exactly. we're kind of, especially when you're talking about in harmony and you're reflecting on how is this affecting your family? Why do I want to do these things? I feel like just the process of doing that is going to, get you into thinking about habits that you actually want to be doing daily as Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. I know for me recently, Estrella and I talk a lot, obviously, behind the scenes. And I've really struggled in the past several months with some mental health issues and emotional well-being issues that have really, really kind of kept me frozen. And a big part of what was keeping me frozen was this self-doubt that was creeping in. I knew like there was these goals I was supposed to be hitting and these targets that I was supposed to be hitting and I wasn't hitting them. And every time I would go to do like what I needed to do, I would just freeze. And so I I really had to self-reflect and be like, okay, Justine, you can't do your normal daily tasks right now. So mm-hmm. I need to think about what can you do? I need to take these down a little right. bit. I need to reflect on where I'm at in my life. And just like you were saying before, I need to figure out what I can do for who I am today instead of this person I want to be or even this person I was eight months ago because things change. And so since I did that, I've been spending a lot more time with my husband. My two kids have both left home recently, so I'm an empty nester. And that alone, let, let alone all the other stuff I have going on, but That alone is a huge mental shift. And some women I know uh, have a more difficult time than others. Some women, it's just kind of a natural process. It has been really difficult for me because that focus of my kids is gone. And so trying to figure out like, Mm -hmm. where am I going now with my career and my life? And what does it all mean? My career before was for my kids. Where, like, where does it leave me now? But anyway, more recently, I've been doing something new and spending more time with my husband and more quality time doing things. And that has been a huge help for my mental health in order for me to be able to work on these daily goals. So I kind of got back to it like, okay, wait a second, Justine, why is it so important that you hit this goal now? Is it just that number? And then I'm thinking, wait a second, my goals can change. My life has changed a little bit. Which daily habit do I need to add in and maybe take away from some of those daily work tasks so that I can create daily habits and then in turn goals that are achievable for me and feel good all around, I guess, as a whole. So, And I see it. I see the little things that you're doing. Um, You, it it will, and first off, it makes me very happy to see you happy. Thank you. Um, Yeah, because I know it was hard for you for a while and you doing that and changing that mindset, I can totally see just how you like how you're going about your day is just so different. And what is interesting, and you you might not realize this as much because you're you, right? Like you don't know it's like self reflection, but I even notice 
like your uh, neurons, like your your just brain processing power, like your ability to like think and take on things like they're, they're firing at a, a different oh, yeah. level or pace. Like you can just see you have a lot more energy, like you've been invigorated by changing that mindset, which is so fun to see because it just seeing you transform in that space. Oh, it's just, I'm getting go- uh, goosebumps. They're giving me goosebumps. Because, I mean, I love you <laughs> and I want you to be happy. And so like, Seeing that is just, it's huge. And I can definitely see that you're taking this topic and putting it in action, which is huge, 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 huge. I love that too. And I super appreciate that Estrella noticed this. Like literally even you guys, I I sent her a message on Messenger and she's like, I can tell you're feeling better. I'm like, what? How can she tell? (laughs) But she's right. I have been. But I... Even if, let's say, somebody's going through a a more difficult time. I I have had a handful of things that are very difficult in the last five months. But even if you haven't, I feel like what we are saying is still applicable. It's really just, Mm -hmm. what is, there's a term for it in teaching. It's called whole something teaching, whole child teaching or something. And it's really where you're taking into consideration. You're not just teaching this child skills. You're teaching them as a whole person. You're teaching them with... Mm -hmm. uh, what type of family they came from in mind. You're teaching them with their ability in mind. You're teaching them with all these different things. And I just feel like we don't do that service to ourselves. So often we hold ourselves to these standards and we don't think, we don't give ourselves the same treatment that we give to our friends or Mm -hmm. other people. And I think in real estate, it's running your own business. It's so difficult to do because you have to structure all these things in a way that is totally different than probably any other career that you've ever done. So just mm-hmm. looking at yourself as a whole, thinking about the goals, but then like getting nitty gritty and being like, okay, the, here's the goal. Is this attainable for what I'm doing like now? Mm-hmm. And just, is it really going to give back to my life? I think is yeah. huge. Yeah. And there are a couple of things that we think, you know, based on our experience and just some of the things that we've been doing um, that can help when you go through this process, right? So like first thing is accountability partners. Like Justine and I are kind of each other's accountability partners. Not like, kind of. We are. Again, we've <laughs> I would yeah. not be doing this and podcast. I would not do the podcast if it was not for <laughs> Estrella. I would have stopped it for like five episodes yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah. So we we hold each other accountable. Interestingly, we've never met in person, if you didn't know that. Um, But yeah, we've created this relationship of we're accountability partners. And you can do that with anybody. Find your community, your person, and hold each other accountable. Yeah, Estrella and I uh, and Sarah, got to give a a shout out to Sarah as well, because she was our our third musketeer in the very beginning. She's doing her own thing right now. But the three of us found each other through our coaching program. We just kind of like messaged a whole bunch of people. We're like, hey, anybody want to do accountability? And a bunch of people raised our hands and the three of us showed up. And that's how we became Mm -hmm. the three of us. But we built this great relationship and have just been a huge support and huge accountability people uh, for the last, Mm -hmm. has it been a year or longer? I think it's been two years. Has it? I think at least a year and a half for sure. That's so yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. It's insane how fast time flies mm-hmm. by. 
like Justine said, like coaching is another good thing. And it could be real estate coaching or not real estate coaching. It doesn't have to be real estate related. But, you know, investing in yourself um, is really, really important. And coaching is a really good way to do it. I personally invest in a coaching program. I know Justine's exploring coaching options right now. And it's important because this is somebody or a community, it's either a person or a community where they can hold you accountable and they don't always have that personal relationship. So they can be very honest and fact-based in how they're giving you advice. Whereas like a friend or accountability partner, they come from a place of love. And so sometimes some of those messages aren't as easily delivered. So it's coaching, I think, is really helpful. Yeah, I agree, especially in the real estate space, because we are running our own businesses. So we don't have a lot of that, that training and coaching that is built in to our, our job. As a teacher, mm-hmm. we got every, you know, all those teachers institute days, you guys are wondering what the heck those are for. We're getting training. We're teachers half of, not half of their time, but too much of their time is in meeting, discussing, planning, making those daily things that they're going to do. I know I haven't been in the corporate world, but I know even my husband being in healthcare, he definitely doesn't have it as much as a lot of other ones, but they still have regular training, regular things that you're learning. Mm -hmm. So I feel like in real estate, we do not get that on our own. And I will also say that most real estate agents think they're going to get it from their brokerage and they do not. Not to say that Mm-mm. the brokerages aren't giving them us stuff that we need, but even the best of the best, those things are not all in place 100% of the time. So it's our jobs to our job to give ourselves what we need. And if we need that coaching or those accountability partners 100% of the time, then we need to go seek that out. And um, those quarterly check-ins, I think, are really big. I haven't fully read the 12 week year, but I'm assuming they do yes. a, a check 90 in days. after that. Yeah. And that's really important because I, I do monthly check ins and one of, so there's three things I do when I check in, um, monthly. It's, did I feel good about my business? And if not, why? Like, what was it? Was, did I have too much business, not enough business? Did I feel like I was doing a lot, but I didn't actually do a lot? So just really holding myself accountable. So I asked myself that one. The other one is, did my business support my future goals? That one's always hard to do monthly. So that one's usually something I ask myself quarterly or even annually. And then the third thing is, am I doing the, am I doing things for my clients based on what they need? not what I I love that. And so that's huge. Yeah. And so yeah, it is especially because of the ebbs and flows of the business. I think that sometimes if you're not conscious of it, you can have um, I don't remember where I heard this from but uh, commission breath, Mm. where Mm -hmm. you're just constantly (laughs) thinking of the commission. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) I think I want to use that all the time. That's so good. Yeah. I wish I I don't. I know I heard it somewhere recently, but I'll remember and I'll post it in the Facebook group. But um, yeah, so it's just those are important for me to do those check ins because it does help me a lot. 
Yeah. In the 12-week year, not only are you doing the check-ins with your business, but they they do encourage you to have a goal, a personal goal as well. And so I love that. Mm-hmm. And I know Girls With Grit and their coaching, they, they make that a priority as well. I know all those girls are family girls and they're always talking about, you know, putting in that time for your family. So I feel like adding that to those quarterly goals too is also really important because then you're, again, you're looking at that whole self when you're looking at your goals. Mm-hmm. You know, did this give, how did this affect my life? Or, you know, did this give back to my life? Or is are these mm-hmm. daily goals and habits taking away too much from my life? I think that's also very important. So we had a lot. I mean, this was kind of like realtor therapy For real. this week, which was so good. I totally needed this. I need realtor um, therapy so every week. aha moments. <laughs> yeah, I know. Seriously. This has been a really good session episode. I <laughs> session. <am> like <laughs> we're just gonna start calling it that. Come I don't yeah. know how you how you add like exploring or navigating into that, but I'm sure we can come up with something. Yeah, we'll figure it <laughs> yeah. out. So for our action items, we have some little action items and some big action items. For the the little action item, do like a check-in quarterly or daily. Um, just ask yourself whatever those questions are. I don't want to be prescriptive too much here because this is your journey, your individual self. But do some kind of check-in and ask yourself two or three questions and try to do that pretty consistently and make it part of your everyday habit. For your big action, this is because we are in realtor ther- or yeah, realtor or real estate therapy this week. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, is purely optional, but it, it's an emotionally big action. In the Facebook community or in our Facebook group slash community, I want you or we want you to go in there and tell us about a time when having a big goal sidetracked you from actually accomplishing it. And what did you learn from it? So it's a big one because it's an emotional, vulnerable one. I promise it's a safe space. If anybody says anything shitty, we will kick them out of the group because we don't play. But I think it's important. Like, you know, and even if you don't want to share it, like in the big group and just send Justine and I a private message, you're more than welcome to do that too. But I think it's important for us to reflect on ourselves and really take care of ourselves and know that the big goals don't need to be big. You don't have to make them that big all the time. So true. Thank you all so much for joining us this week. May your posts have a journey of a lifetime. See you at the next destination.